Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Who is Jesus? That's a question that we've been attempting to answer over the past several podcasts. The place to find the real answer is none other than the Word of God. It is the time-tested and true source that God has used to reveal Himself to us in a specific manner. So, one of the things that we have covered is the fact that Jesus is the pre-existent, eternal God of very God. He is God the Son, the second person in the triune Godhead. He existed before He was born. For more information on that, listen to the previous podcasts. But we've also established the fact that in God's eternal plan, He came to earth. He was born through the Virgin Mary. After the Holy Spirit implanted that divine seed in her, in her womb, uh, God delivered him to the earth through that young woman who was willing to surrender to God's will in the face of uh, possible difficulties, but she was still willing to, to do it, to honor and serve her Lord. And so Jesus was born, and uh, we thought about uh, how incredible it is that he was a developing fetus, a preborn child in the womb of a young Jewish woman. How incredible is that, uh, to think that God would uh, put himself in that, in that place, in that position. So he is God, but he is also fully human. And on the last podcast, we talked about that, the, the fact that he grew and developed, the fact that he um, uh, experienced the human emotions that, that we experienced, the fact that he was hungry, that he got tired, uh, and uh, the, the fact that he was tempted, and tempted fully, uh, directly and personally by Satan himself, and yet he was without sin. Jesus is fully human. And in that time on earth, uh, probably less than 35 years that he walked this earth, um, he accomplished so very much. When he was about 30, according to Dr. Luke in, in uh, the Gospel of Luke, when he was about 30, he began his public ministry. And uh, he was baptized by John the Baptist. And then he went, uh, led by the Spirit, into the wilderness to... Um, be tempted by by the devil for those 40 days and 40 nights that he was fasting. And so when he came out of, of the wilderness, after he had overcome those temptations, then he went right into, right into public ministry. And he had a rather extensive earthly ministry there in the land of Israel uh, over the next three, three and a half years until the time of his of his crucifixion. And, and I, I want us to look at uh, that ministry, just do kind of an overview of that earth, earthly ministry, and we will see that even though he was fully human, uh, he was also fully God. The uh, book of Philippians chapter 2 talks about the fact that he came to earth 
and that he uh, emptied himself. The word there in the, in the original Greek language is kenosis. Uh, he emptied himself, and that doesn't mean that he divested himself of his divinity, of his deity, but rather it means that he voluntarily limited uh, the use of his divine attributes, and he submitted himself to the will of the Father, and he uh, only exercised those divine attributes uh, according to the will and the plan of the Father. And we see him exercising his uh, deity, his divine power, in his earthly ministry, and we'll see that in a moment. Uh, part of what he came to do was to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to teach the word of God. In, in Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 15, it says, And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. So initially, as he taught in their synagogues, he was, he was praised and he was accepted. In Luke chapter 4, verses 43 and 44, the, the, the scripture says this, But he said to them, uh, Jesus uh, was talking to the crowds, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So uh, Jesus did have uh, a preaching and teaching ministry, and sometimes we can uh, easily overlook it. But when you think about the, the most uh, famous, uh, the most well-known uh, time that he, that he taught, the uh, Beatitudes, uh, the blessed are, the poor, the blessed are, and so on and so forth. Uh, that, that's a well-known uh, sermon that he taught there. In Matthew chapters 5 through 7, you can look at that and you can see that, that sermon that Jesus taught. Uh, and uh, there are many other times he used the parables um, throughout his public ministry. He would teach in parables. And the scriptures tell us that one of the reasons he taught in parables is that it, it would actually it would a actually be... Um, um, covering the truth, it would be uh, blind, blinding the people to the truth that weren't willing to accept it. But uh, those who followed him, uh, he opened their minds to understand what he was teaching there in, in the parables. But beyond that, what we know of Jesus' ministry and what we think of when we think about his ministry on the earth is the fact that he performed many, many miracles. Uh, for example, in Luke chapter 4, verses 31 to 35, the scripture says, And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were amazed at his teaching, for his message was with authority. In the synagogue there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone! What business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't that interesting that the demons were recognizing him and speaking through this man? Verse 35 says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, he came out of him without doing him any harm. And amazement came upon them all. Uh, and, and it caused them to begin uh, asking, You know, what is this message? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. So uh, here we see the miracle of casting out demons. The very first recorded miracle that Jesus uh, did was, uh, is found in John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11 where he was with his mother at a wedding in Cana. 
and uh, and and I think it is it's it's really cool to see that uh, Jesus' first miracle is performed at a wedding. What a um, uh, an affirmation of, of of marriage, and that is where when the the uh, wine ran out, he turned the water into into wine. He had power over over nature, and the ability to do something that no one else has the ability to do. And then in Luke chapter five verses twelve and thirteen, there is uh, the story of the uh, lepers that were that were healed it says while he was in one of the cities behold there was a man covered with leprosy and when he saw jesus he fell on his face and implored him saying lord if you are willing you can make me clean what a powerful statement that is oh my goodness the bible says and he jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying i am willing be cleansed and immediately the leprosy left him no one touched lepers. I mean, that was a debilitating and ultimately a killing disease, and it separated, it isolated people from their family and their friends and their community. They were outcasts. They had to stay away because it was a highly contagious disease. But here this man came, and he says, if you're willing, I know you can do it. What is, again, a statement of faith, and Jesus reached out and touched a leper, and immediately the leprosy left him. Uh, You see the compassion and the care. There are many other miracles that Jesus performed. He calmed the sea. No one can do that in Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew chapter 14, he fed the multitude uh, using only um, two fishes and five loaves of bread. Wow, what a powerful thing that was. Probably fifteen to 20,000 people fed on that. In Matthew 14, again, he walked on the water uh, in... in, uh, in Luke chapter 6, verses 17 to 19, the, the Word of God says this, and I, I want you to, to hear what it says. It says, And Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place, and there was a large crowd of his disciples and a great throng of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were being cured, and all the people were trying to touch him, for power was coming from him and healing them all. Uh, So there he healed the sick. And in Luke chapter 7, verses 12, uh, 12 through 15, we have an account of, of Jesus raising the dead when the widow's son uh, the widow in a city called Nain uh, her son had died her only son and he went in and raised the dead and of course we know about the raising of Lazarus as well so uh, what a powerful powerful ministry he had Luke 5:16 teaches us that uh, and also in Luke 6:12 that he prayed he would go away and pray often the scripture says during his earthly ministry relying on the father he, as he's fully human and fully God submitted to the father's will he relied on the father in Luke chapter 6 verses 12 and 13 we see that he called and trained the 12 disciples that was part of his ministry and after he left this earth those disciples carried on the ministry I love Luke chapter 5 verses 29 to 32 read it when you've finished listening to this podcast Luke 5 29 to 32 where Jesus went to eat with sinners and they the the religious bunch accused him of hanging out with sinners but he said I came to seek and save those that are lost Um, in Luke chapter 16 we find him in his earthly ministry rebuking the religious self-righteous bunch 
He was tough on the religious self-righteous bunch. He was tender with the sinner because he came to love on them and to and to give them hope and to give them uh, a way back to relationship with Almighty God. It was very clear that Jesus spent time, spent some of his time with the sinner, going to their homes and eating, going to their dinner parties, uh, because he loved them, he cared about them, he came to see them come to Christ, and that's something that we can learn from. He knew and accomplished his mission, Luke chapter 19, verse 10, uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 45. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. That is our Savior. And that was his earthly ministry. I am so glad that we have a record of that. Well, it's been good uh, thinking about this and this study. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.